Hey guys, it's Wednesday again, 6 p.m. We are back with Carla V. Thinks Out Loud. I'm comedian Carla Vasquez. Episode 11, our guest is John Cuellar. Hey, yeah, hey. Am I saying that right? Cuellar? Uh, well, you could Cuellar. say Cuellar, or you could go heavy on the pronunciation and be like Cuellar. Cuellar. And you could do that. Uh, but you don't necessarily. Right. Whatever. I always say John Cuellar. Okay, so yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah my last good. name's a weird one, too. When I first looked you up and people were like, John Cuellar is cool, I looked with a Q. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't find this guy. <laughs> That's you know what? A lot of people uh, would think it starts off with a Q. I think it used to be a Q, and then somewhere as it filtered through America, it became a C. Is what I think happened. The Quas, like the Vasquez. Anyway, we're here. That's some name talk. <laughs> Brown name talks with Carla V. Um, yeah. <laughs> John Cuellar is a comedian here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yes. You've been doing that for how long now? Uh, I've been doing it for over 10 years. I always say, uh, like to say that I've worked my way to the middle or the bottom of Albuquerque comedy in these 10 years, which is not easy to do, you know? (laughs) There have been so many uh, mediocre comics that have come and gone, and I'm just glad to be one that's stayed uh, throughout uh, different waves of comedy. It's it's crazy, too, because uh, there's a few people that have been around for about as long as I have, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer, like Sarah Kennedy and yes. uh, Kurt Fletcher and uh, a few other people. I know I'm, I'm forgetting, uh, but all, all really uh, guys that have been doing it for a long time. And um, it's interesting when you see the different waves. I, I call them classes or waves. It's true, yeah, the classes of people. Yeah, um, yeah you still have a few. I think Royal, well, Royals is a little newer, but there's like those ones when I, even I started it and was like, oh, these are the older classes and oh, look yeah. up to them and <laughs> well, it's be funny. funny in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you become, I think you like do this thing where you're trying to figure out what comedy is up there and how mm-hmm. you're going to do it. Eventually, you get a little bit of traction or a sense of where you are or who you are. And then as you see people come and go and you keep doing it, you're like, uh, oh, man, I should be a lot better at this. But still, it's like about persevering (laughs) and um, and being just you have to love the art. Yes. And and really, if you don't like the people, that makes it a lot harder Mm -hmm. because there have been so many times uh, where my incentive for going to the mic has been to see people that I love. Yeah. Yeah. Even now, it's like that's where I see my friends and where I get to do what I love. So it's a kind of nice thing. I went to Tucson for a week and didn't really go out. I didn't do comedy for almost a week. I did a podcast there, but. I was like itching for it, but also it was nice to like not go out every night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not every night. But what, what podcast but did you do there? Oh, um, do you know Peyton Moore? Do you remember Peyton? Who's here? Who's a comedian here? And Mary, I his have. girlfriend. And you know what I want to say? I know yeah. I've seen him. They everybody used to get him and Robert Eister confused. <laughs> um, but he's out <laughs> in Tucson. Right. He's out in Tucson now, and he started a podcast. Um, What's the score with PJ Moore? It'll be posted oh, yeah. soon you to know, YouTube, and um, right. it's all about like movie and music uh, appreciation, like soundtrack appreciation. So we watched Wet Hot American Summer, okay. and then together, which I've seen it before, but he had like copious amount of notes already taken on the movie. So we watched that together, and then we like did a podcast, like an hour and a half about the movie, and like deep dives into like different scenes and oh, stuff, cool. and like the po- you know soundtrack. So anyway, that'll be I'll post that soon whenever is posted onto YouTube, um, but that was fun. So I was out there and then my sister lives there and then I just stayed a little longer with her. And 
friends family. live out there. Yeah, I used to live there, so I have other friends there that I got to see. But it was nice. But um, coming back, it was like, oh, all right, I need to get out to comedy. So last night, like, was like, is a garage happening? I need to get out. And there, that- there weren't too many of us there, but it was like nice to still just practice because I can throw whatever out when I'm there. And oh, that's cool. Don't judge. But yeah, so you've been doing it for a while, and okay, I'm jumping around a little That's because right. you also have like, am I wrong, the longest running podcast here in town? Um, I would say yes, but I know there might be one or two that I'm just not familiar with or I right. can't recall right now. Gotcha. Um, Alan, uh, you guys have a lot of subscribers. Subscribers. We have a few. I'm. I mean, it's the. Yeah, that's a good amount. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's fairly good, but then we'll look at some other podcasts that are fairly mainstream and are like, oh, we got a ways to go. I mean, it was interesting when, because we've been podcasting for a while, and initially it was uh, started off, Alan and I, I was just running the open mic. Uh, and Wait, uh, Where was that at? That was at Nexus. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and oh, man. Before you, Buck, too. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, Buck uh, did his show at the West Side. Mm. Uh, Nexus and I did we did our open mic at the Nexus on Pan American okay and so um, I think ours was a little bit before his Mm -hmm. Uh, he was having a show show maybe they kind of overlapped um, but I always heard good things about his show yeah Um, they were fun the open mics at the Nexus on Pan American they got I I can't believe they let us run those for that long. How long were you there? For a good two to three years. And it was, um, okay, Albuquerque comedy was still in in its infancy of open Mm. mics and comics and people trying to figure out what what the proper uh, conduct was for certain venues. So I was running this open mic and... I didn't know the damage that open micers could do <laughs> to a microphone in a uh, restaurant's a family restaurant setting. Uh, oh, so there are a few nights yeah. where, you know, I don't feel it was ever my job to censor anyone. Like, I figure you're a grown adult. You should right. be and able to read the room and it's comedy. But also, I wasn't really, um, I guess I wasn't too aware of how turned off people could be by certain types of comedy. (laughs) So um, there would be some nights where people would scream things that you probably wouldn't want to hear while you're eating dinner in the next room. Uh, (laughs) Think of some of the bits. I know my brain is going like. (laughs) You've been to an open mic. We've all been open to to open mics. And you think about, hmm, what bit would I probably not want to hear if I was with my family but most of the other time I might be open to it you know (laughs) and we've all heard you know stuff we've all tried stuff where later on you're like did I really say that oh okay but and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes it turns into something so I couldn't believe that they used to let us uh do that you know there for for as long as we did also some comics were known to drink and smoke in the parking lot which Mm -hmm. it's fun to laugh about now because nobody ever got hurt Uh, but back but but back then you know we were being so irresponsible about what we did at those open mics and I I feel many instances it actually detracted from the comedy that That we were trying to progress in you know right and people seeing comedians and then just being like oh they're out in the parking lot in plain view and yeah Yeah. it kind of puts a bad taste in their mouth for the next (laughs) yeah and then maybe they're not so open to go to another mic or like a show or something yeah that makes sense huh. um but uh, so that's just i mean it's it's a human experience it's interesting to look back on it now and be like wow you know maybe there was a lot we could have done differently but there are some great nights some wild nights there 
some stuff that I'll never forget. And uh, it was a, a great experience to do that. And that's how I met mm -hmm. Alan. Uh, he yeah. came to the open mic uh, a few times, and uh, one day he's like, hey, do you want to just hang out and do this podcast? So we just started talking into a microphone, and eventually oh, it awesome. built momentum. And initially it was patterned after the old Opie and Anthony shows uh, where it was like three or four comics sitting in, just having a good mm -hmm. time, drinking beers, you know, talking about outrageous stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that was fun for a few years, but it was more of a, like a fun party atmosphere it wasn't really a whole lot of there was some is that, serious is that why it was called stoner bros oh that yeah, was we were wondering about stoner bros what, what that was because that came up on like searches of things uh, well it's like uh alan's first podcast away from me like before we even met was called stoner bros and then apparently from what he said these uh these stoner bros they got uh, obsessed with Jesus and they gave up, uh, they traded the what? bong for the Bible. What? Which, hey, you know, whatever you want to Oh, there were other bros in into. it with him? There are two or three other bros. And they found Jesus. You can change that YouTube, right? Yeah, I think there's some other reason behind it, but uh, I'm not 100% sure about that. <laughs> so, uh, and I used to have a podcast named uh, We've Got Problems with this guy named Mike... Uh, Mike uh, Long. I don't know if you've heard stories about I've Mike heard the Long. name, but you know, one of those people that, yeah, they've never met. And that was always fun because we had this great chemistry. We both, you know, were in the throes of a major addiction at the time to alcohol or whatever else. Yeah. And uh, so we had a great time, but it was hard to connect and show up on the same nights. Because mm -hmm. uh, you to, had problems. Yeah, we used to we've do three-hour podcasts. <laughs> you know, we've got problems, so like we can't that. run a podcast. <laughs> exactly. And then so after Alan and I met each other, we came up with a Potential Problems podcast. Yes, and Potential Problems podcast. Yeah, we've done it uh, long enough to have you know a lot of our uh, yeah. the Albuquerque comics on, which is the main point of it. You I know? enjoy watching it. It's a really fun one. Like, oh. <laughs> here, I mean, we get more in a deep time. We're silly here, but you guys are, like, a lot of fun. I don't know. I just feel like my comedy brain is on and, like, yeah. Oh, dude, that time you were on, uh, there's this natural fun. chemistry that you get with people that mm -hmm. are on the podcast. And that was your first time. And Yeah, that was um, my first one with you guys. And I didn't, I had never met Alan before. And yeah. Alan's rad, like, Alan Clark. Um, He's a good dude. So it was, like, like just got along with you guys. It was just, like, hanging out that I forgot yeah. that we were recording things. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Kind of like we're doing now. Mm -hmm. It's just a good time. And that, that offers for itself to a uh, natural conversation, which is usually, you know, the best type yeah. of conversation. It's hard to get these days. I think comedians, weirdly, are very good conversationalists. I was talking last night with somebody, uh, with Chuck Parker, about just, like, because we're good, we're good listeners, good conversationalists. Because we're listening for like potential jokes or. I'm things. sorry, I zoned out there. What yeah. were you saying? Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we're listening for like potential jokes or like things that we can, I don't know, like riff off of or yeah. like. It's just I think we're invested with conversation, so that's why I think our podcasts are and people just like the comedic relief because I think comedians' podcasts are probably more watched than like some other genres, right? I mean, I don't know. It's more interesting. Yeah. Um, what are your other non-comic podcasts that you like to listen to do you have any other i don't watch that many that aren't comedians actually okay. i think i might only i watched some serial killer or listen to a serial killer one like three episodes on the way back from tucson the other day when i wasn't napping ah. but um so serial killer one but yeah i pretty much all like have you guys comedians. ever seen camping with steve who's what's that no that's patty's really him. into him he's What's a canadian guy that just goes anywhere and camps and he'll do like rogue shit is he in a van i don't that's know 
that's a different dude. She knows all the canopy bands. Do you have any that you watch that are non-comedy? I watched, yeah. I try and part. I try and take in as much as I can. Like if it's if I'm walking or running or something like that. Um, I listened to Dr. Death recently. Uh, there's Ooh. a couple seasons of that. Have you, What's uh, that about? That's about the Dr. Christopher Dench, a uh, neurosurgeon who was uh, paralyzing and killing his patients through his incompetence. Oh, shit. I think I've heard... there, But there's a lot of, like, death within the, like, medical field in that way. Like, those nurses that kill patients and they think it's out of mercy but they're just murdering people (laughs) yeah well dr dench uh was a neurosurgeon who by all accounts should have known what he was doing but because he had the schooling but anytime he tried to do a procedure most of the time he just fucked it up and uh yeah he actually operated on his best friend uh, who knew about his history of fuck-ups and uh, yeah, things didn't go well. So the well, pocket- they, they were doing coke the night before. <laughs> that was oh, the you claim. Know this guy? That was the claim. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We watched uh, the uh, documentary yeah. with Alec. Uh, well, did you see the documentary? And then then they have a, a series on Peacock. Yeah, they have that series. I haven't watched with uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, and shit. yeah. yeah that's no. surprisingly good. You know. Huh. I thought oh, it was like a be scripted bullshit. one. I like the documentary and like the non-script. You know, like oh, yeah. whatever ones those are good. Uh, documentaries. Yeah. Have you? Regular. Are you a fan oh, of I just, documentaries? Yeah, again, murder ones. A lot of those. But I do. I mean, well, even going back to podcasts, I listen to like This American Life from NPR and other shit like that. Oh yeah, that are yeah. whatever. But um, uh, do you like Terry Gross? I want to kiss Terry Gross really? oh, on the cheek because she's a treasure. I don't know what Terry treasure. Gross looks like, but I always know her voice. I yeah, she's, Terry Gross. Well, she's a 60-something-year-old lady, so, you know, oh, she's very God. sweet-looking, I'm <laughs> guessing. Uh, but she's, I've a, never seen her. she's one of, I think, uh, possibly one of the most boring but one of the best interviewers ever, depending on who you are. Her voice is sedating, but it like is. in a nice way, like you're getting a hug while going to sleep. I, I think she gets That's a lot like of cuddle, Carla. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> while you're going to sleep. Her voice is like cuddling. Um, it is. It is actually. She um. There's a. I guess she uh, got treated rather poorly by Gene Simmons during an interview, and that's kind of like one of her classic stories. I don't even know but, that one. Um, oh, Gene Simmons. Yeah, she has yeah. a great podcast. A uh, Bill Maher's podcast is great. It's basically his show just the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's, a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you don't get the visuals because you know he'd be like, and this, and he holds up an image, and you're like, okay, I don't know what that is, but because <laughs> it's a just, podcast. Just listening. Just and listening. then. Um, what are some of the other ones? Ah, Roman History Podcast, one of the Ooh. best podcasts ever. Uh, I think the guy's name is Mike Duncan, and these podcasts cover from the the uh, beginning of Rome, the founding of oh, Rome, cool. to the invasion by the Goths. Uh, I guess the last major major invasion by the Goths. Dude, and that's so bad. it's really amazing. It's pretty awesome, uh, and it's all out there free on YouTube or on um, Podbean or probably Spotify. It might make its way there. Uh, but that's some of the podcasts that I like. And then uh, going back to documentaries, yeah. Um, what what other docs just, have you seen? I just watched one recently about uh, Dennis Nielsen, that British, or I guess he's from Scotland, but he was in England killing people. Oh, a okay. bunch of but like the, he got caught after three, and then they're like he couldn't remember the names or identities of the rest. Oh, so wow. there's just a bunch of people that like he might have killed them. I don't know. Yeah. That one's really good one. He like hit him in their his floorboard. It's until like the maggots and the smell was too much, and then huh. he 
burn them outside under his trash. Is it Good the times. same guy who was flushing body parts down in his yep. toilet? That's how he got caught. Yeah, because the neighbors, <laughs> he, was in the, he was in the attic trying to flush them. And then he was yeah. like, can't flush red. I'll just, I'll just put him in my closet in these bags. Nobody Boy. will notice, and bones are like coming out of the pipes. And he was a he was a hoarder, huh? Yeah, he was a body hoarder. Um, body <laughs> but yeah, he would do weird things like powder up the bodies after he killed them, and then like masturbate over them. Uh. Because apparently, like the first time he saw a death was his grandpa, who looked all like chalky and stuff. And I guess oh. his grandpa like molested him. Oh, so now he has a weird, like, <laughs> yeah. Those those fun times. Those... Psychology is fun, but that's why I like watching those. Just the psychology of it. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, again. And it's human experience, mm-hmm. and maybe you or I might not ever have that, but uh, just by pure luck, you know, mm-hmm. this person had that experience, and it really fucked them up. And Wild, them in yes. A dark direction, you know. Um, other documentaries, uh, I saw this uh, the Val Kilmer documentary recently, what? where what? it's it's his. Uh, he has this amazing VHS that. footage of uh, of him behind the scenes of most of his major movies. And do you know who uh, much about Val Kilmer? Not really. I mean, I watch his movies and stuff. One of Willow I, is my favorite. Oh, he's so great <laughs> I in love that. Willow. Yeah, he's, he's great. I in think that. that might be his best part. He's great in that. Yeah. That or the Jim Morrison. I mean, I guess oh, that's, yeah. that's he's kind of the a little Morrison. bit tropish, mm-hmm. but it's still really awesome. Good. I think. Uh, and then. Um, well, he had the he had VHS some... tapes of what? Oh yeah, of uh, him just behind the scenes of movies, just with his co-stars Short cutting up. Oh, that's yeah. cool. From like some of his first stuff he ever did. Dude, that's rad. Yeah. So you see these Hollywood uh, icons, uh, at least from our era, uh, that are um, that are young, you know, yeah. guys just starting out. It's pretty fascinating. And the story that. of Val Kilmer is pretty interesting in itself. Here's this guy who was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, like through the, ni- mm-hmm. the end of the 1980s, from Top Gun, it blew him up to... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Thunderheart, and then to Jim Morrison, like he was in some big pictures. Batman, yeah. Batman uh, to close it out. That was kind of the yeah. end of his big fame. Uh, and uh, after that, he I think he did The Saint, and then he did uh, Wonderland. His ter- his portrayal as John Holmes, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite that movies. That's that. really I good. I watched that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And. Um, and then he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, That's which is a, great a really movie. amazing movie. I love movie. that movie. And oh, right after that, that, he did his career kind of took a, a little down. bit of a downturn. Like a hiatus or and something. Then he, he got throat cancer in 2016, I think, 2015. How did I not hear about this? What the heck? Nobody heard about it. And then he had this Instagram page that I started following really early, and he looked pretty rough. And oh, He had just had throat surgery. Damn. And so... I'm looking at this as one of my heroes from when I was a young guy. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the and update on it? What's that now? Have you heard the update on it? Uh, his cancer? No, the update on his voice. No, is it his, his, with the AI? Yeah, you, you've seen that, right? Yeah, that was what? amazing. So he Wait, has so, he so many. Yeah, he can't. He, he has one of these things. Whereas, and for as an actor who your oh. your voice was one of your tools. Yeah, that's think about what have. that means to a person you know to have that wow. taken away i mean it's pretty i mean he, he's just another guy i don't know him but as a person to see mm-hmm. something someone deal with that i think it brings them closer 
uh, to just uh, a more identifiable level. It's true. You know? Yeah, it is true. <clears throat> so anyway, he had this uh, surgery, and he's looking a little rough. He's, he's starting to make a, a comeback, you could say. Mm -hmm. And um, they did this cool thing where they have so many sound clips of him because of all the movie work he did. Uh, and all the publicity and stuff. And so what they're able to do is reconstruct his voice. And, uh, oh you know, they can have it read a script. Is that what they did? They kind of... They did that and his, uh, his son oh, sounds yeah. exactly fucking he like does. him, dude. Exactly. Yeah. So then they could, That's crazy. Yeah, so... That, so it's like a... Um, and there's yeah. a, there's this really touching part where he talks about uh, how he feels he feels depressed sometimes because he's imagine. selling a a version of himself that used to be he's not this person anymore but he's selling it and then yeah and, and then he says that the thing that brings him out of it is when fans greet him that they're so um, so happy to see him that it doesn't mm -hmm. matter he's just happy that they're mm -hmm. happy so that, I thought that was a really Aww. sweet thing that you know. Uh, you would never think of Val Kilmer being a sweet guy, you know, mm -hmm. back from all the stories you might have heard back in the day. But when you hear that, yeah. you're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. The things that happen to people and the way that it can change them. For, for sure. sure. Yeah, just experiences. I mean. And we were just talking that. about that. When you see someone as a, a version yes. of their former self, it's very hard sometimes to, to let them progress or mm -hmm. to let your vision of them progress. Oh, I, definitely. I, I even feel that within my own family um, that. I was a different version of myself even five to ten years ago. You know, oh, yeah. I had some bouts with like addiction or just mental health and, and things. And I uh, think because I don't have kids, never got married, and they look at me still as sort of a child in a way sometimes. Mm. And now they're getting out of that just by me being like, okay, I'm here. I'm not going to be timid when I'm around you because you revert sometimes when you're around family. Oh, yeah, and for sure. So now I'm just like, okay, I got to be me, my adult, whatever, and they'll take me more seriously. But it's been some time, or even old friends that I've fallen out with through certain issues. Like I had a friend Jordan, we had a falling out and then- Michael within, Jordan, you, my, what did you do? No, but we are on yeah. the same birthday. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. My friend Jordan, uh, she and I had a falling out a couple years ago and then we got back into contact. And just in two years, a lot can happen to a person oh, yeah. to where it makes them sort of grow up and realize how they were, even myself, you know, and, and change that. And then maybe we can come back and have a better relationship now. And luckily that's happened. And some people, you just never, it's like even having a relationship, you know, like you'll be very on the same page for a while and then people grow in different directions depending on what happens or, you know, just their brain patterns and things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so I think that's why I don't, I don't have too much beef with some of my exes because I'm like, <laughs> whatever, we're different people now. Good riddance. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, the change. Be, oh, okay, going back to the Val Kilmer. So even two people are like either freezing themselves for the chirogenics, whatever, cryogenics. Oh, yeah. Like Walt Disney's in Phoenix right now. Oh, yeah. It's like, and then they also are gonna do like these singularity of like consciousness. Have you heard of these? Where it's they're gonna take people's like kind of with inside the voice, just like their mind, mm -hmm. their memories, and make a person. People are like, yeah, I'm gonna be alive again. That's so egotistical for you to just be like, I'm the greatest person, so I have to live again <laughs> because your consciousness is actually not gonna be there. You're not gonna be there. You know, like me yeah. here now, if I did that, would not be the same person that. It'd be like a clone, basically. Yeah. Well, not you know? to, not to get too. Doesn't deep that make here. sense? No, I want to know more. That's but, why I bring it up. I'm like, I don't know enough. But the Roman philosopher Lucretius. <laughs> Ooh, yes, he philosophized he, me. He uh, he hypothesized that 
the human. Are you a fan of Lucretius? No, you know Lucretius. Oh, I said philosophize me, please. <laughs> Let's get philosophical. Let's get philosophical. He, he posited, he wrote that um, your consciousness is actually all of your, your physical uh, attributes of your brain, you know, like the chemical uh, reactions, the gray matter, the, the actual, uh, actual uh, physical yeah. mind that you have along with whatever else it is yeah. that makes our consciousness hmm. that combined together is what makes us who we are mm -hmm. you know whatever gives us life and then the experiences and the actual right uh, the external the actual sort of. internal parts mm -hmm. of your mind like that all combines to give you your consciousness mm -hmm. and one can't exist without the other so that's why uh, your experience soul. is is uh, consciousness that's why it's not going to be the same once you uh progress to a different a different exactly. plane of existence because we'll they say. will have a different sort of they'll be consciousness split. based on what their environmental or like whatever it might be because even Something now like yeah that. it's like yeah. our environmental our genetics and uh economical like situations really shape us too apparently yeah, like in psychology exactly. they say that um and i was even hearing like the different rounds he said that we could take of uh, these serial killers and one of them the like uh, cross-country killer or whatever they called him he has like 50 plus people anyway tommy sells this is his name tommy lynn sells but he had meningitis as a child that apparently Gave him oh. some like brain tissue issues. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I'm gonna issues. say. Brain tissue issues. Um, and so I was listening to this, but I had meningitis as a kid too, mm. and it's giving me like long term other like issues. Like I do look like I have brain scarring and like all these other migraines stuff. Mm. But I'm like, damn, like even that just our environmental things. Like he's a murderer now because he got fucked up from like the same thing I have, and I'm just like a weirdo. Yeah, that maybe that's what talks too much. <laughs> I know, maybe, maybe like unlock some writer. sort of things. <laughs> so I think of things like well, that. Where like I've heard of what? people getting head trauma and then being yeah. completely different, like yes. Roseanne Barr, fucking uh, Sam, Sam Kennison, yeah. Right, and I always wonder because I was like two or something when I got it, so I was wondering like, what would I have? I mean, should could would have whatever and let go, but I wonder I what I would have been like if I didn't have that happen. I think Roseanne was five. Yeah, she was pretty. Wow. Young. Yeah, and in my sister, she's like, "You're so smart and blah blah. blah. You have a very high IQ." And I'm like, "Would I have been smarter, or maybe the brain scarring mm. added and unlocked some shit like Lucy, yeah. that Scarlett Johansson <laughs> movie? Yeah. I love that. She calls her mom. She's like, mom, mom, I feel everything. <laughs> All right, tangents. Yeah. yeah. I know everything. No, I got electrocuted twice in this last, three times in the last year. How? And I feel like m my spidey senses are even more on than before. I, I have some intuition. I don't know if being tasered by the cops counts as being electrocuted. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes, but. So you've been electrocuted? Oh, no. I don't know. Maybe. Just asking. Mm -mm. <laughs> Not cops, it's stupid shit. So, like a year ago, I was uh, El Patio downtown, mm -hmm. uh, or no, yeah, Harvard. On Harvard, is there picking up a delivery and this weird bang happened outside? Like, I don't know. And then the electricity went out to where like is the outlets were sparking, mm -hmm. and if I felt like a surge of like electricity through me, and like my hair even felt weird. Like I was like my, any my hairs were standing oh, up, shit. and everybody was like, it was weird because I was close to a wall. Anyway, so that happened, and then <laughs> the other day I get back from Tucson. It was a whole fucking journey because I had migraines on the way and like couldn't see, so I had to take over, pull over and nap here and there. Oh no. But then I get home, it's like three in the morning, and I go to plug in this, um, I have like an extension cord to these rope lights on my bed, because I'm 16. 
Um, That's cute. That's cool. That's awesome. Yes, <laughs> my rope. Like, when to plug it in? The end of the extension cord just like fell apart in my hand as I went to plug it in. So only the metal was exposed. So the metal to metal hit, and I was like, Zzz, and my whole apartment lights went out. And I still don't have electricity except for one outlet for my microwave, and oh, my no. refrigerator is working. So that's cool. You check the breaker box. Oh yeah, and I even went outside. So this is the third. <laughs> Carla was I not. I think she's smart. a little confused on mm. breaker box and other. No, things. there was one inside. There's a, the breakers inside, right? And then I go outside, and there wasn't a breaker box with actual switches. There were just the things with the knobby doos. <laughs> oh yeah. So, Tune in Tokyo. I've done yeah, that I live before. in an old ass place, and mm. uh, the things unlocked. I'm like, whatever, and I, I'm tired. Go get electrocuted again. Oh, dude. Fucking idiot. And I like was trying to go to bed, and my whole body was like felt like I was surging with electricity yeah. for like three hours. I was like, Did oh, you try and shoot a lightning bolt? I want to. Yeah, everybody's saying I'm going to be like, what's his name? Jamie. I haven't watched it, but Jamie Foxx in the new Spider-Man or oh, some yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, Electro. Like, yeah, Electro. I'm going to be Electro. There was this horrible TV show I used to love when I was younger. It's called Misfits of Science. Hmm. And it had this one guy who was struck by lightning, and uh, he could throw lightning bolts from his uh, hands. And uh, I don't know if he could throw lightning bolts from other parts of his body, but definitely from his hands. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and shoot lightning bolts from a dick. No, dude, it's just gonorrhea, bro. <laughs> it's not lightning bolts. <laughs> um, so, and, yeah, and then so uh, I was hoping that maybe you might have some sort of post uh, lightning or post electric ability. I hope so. Sort. I'm, I'm waiting for my spidey senses. Oh, and then everything's misfits related with electric electrocution. I have my fucking dentures in it. It's bothering my slurring here. Ah. Um, anyway, but misfits, the show, have you watched that? It's like a British show about no. like 20 somethings who are doing this sort of like, they all got in trouble and they're doing community service and jumpsuits, whatever. It's kind of a dark comedy and they all get like, electric or like struck by lightning and then they all get random ass powers like oh no some of them cool. are silly and some of them are rad powers um but it has robert sheehan in it who's from uh the umbrella academy okay i've heard know. of the umbrella Academy. he's beautiful um <laughs> <laughs> would you how old is he he's like my age or maybe a year younger oh okay so you he has this, date curly, this man yeah he's too pretty for me like i can look at some boys and be like you're too attractive for me, but I definitely appreciate the looks, you know? Isn't that funny when, like, um, like just uh, people that you're attracted to, like, um, if you're on an elevator and somebody gets in the elevator and they're kind of homely looking <laughs> and, and maybe don't smell so good, you'll edge away if they stand too close. Right. But if someone really good looking gets on the elevator and you're just like, oh, hey, and then they stand too close, most of the time you won't back off. Yeah. Like, oh, it's all right. It's just mm -hmm. a human it's just an, an animal reaction. It's you're nothing like they're flirting with horrible. me. Just <laughs> it's it's just, you know, pheromones and mammalistic it is. things. But, I know. Chemistry fucks us over so much. It makes yeah. us think that like we're really good with other people sometimes. You're like, no, it's just the chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that all humans want to fuck. Um, well, in your in your twenties, that's what you're supposed to do. That's, I, I did mean, that in my twenties. Same here, man. I'm getting too old for the just like. Now I'm like back to the age where I'm like maybe a friend with benefits yeah. who I don't really have to deal with, but like once in a while it's like up, but still not. Where I don't know. It's hard to date as a comedian, though. I don't know. Not trying to get like too detailed into it, but like, 
I don't know. I've talked to other people in here about dating as comedian. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, for a girl it's different too. Well, I'm currently in a relationship for about a year and a half now. Mm. And she's well, a congrats. sweet girl, but she's not a comedian. She's not really an artist. She's just, you know, like a, a civilian, a normie. <laughs> she goes to work Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. She doesn't have mental problems. You mean. She, she's <laughs> stable. Is what you're telling she's about. more stable, we'll say. <laughs> uh, that's why we're a good fit is because right. she's not perfect. She's kind of like my version of perfect. For, I love you know, that. She's perfect for me. Aww. But at the same time, you know, she's – she. I've <laughs> – I've I've come home with my with recordings of sets that have gone well, mm-hmm. and I've like not because I'm a douchebag who's a narcissist, no, you're but not. because I want to listen to how the set goes. Yeah, I do went, too. Yeah. And because she happens to be with me a majority of the time, I'll occasionally put on a set that I think I did particularly well with, or a joke that I need to listen back to. And she has no fucking interest whatsoever. Really? <laughs> no. She went to an open mic with me and she said I, that yeah, was fun. I didn't get to meet her that night, but I oh, did yeah. see her go with you. I think you guys left like yeah. after that. Uh, yeah, we stayed for a couple comics afterwards because it was already like mm-hmm. nine and stuff. But um, I bombed in front of her uh, for the most part. Did and well. I don't know I about thought, it. You had a really good last joke. I can't remember what it was. Um, but it was a good time. Yeah, it was so fun. And for us, we know how that works. Yes. But as we were walking out, she was like, that was great. I was like, that was not great. But just don't ever say it was great unless I say it first. But I'll never say it first. <laughs> we're all self-deprecating. We can have a great set and then, like, get off and be like, well, this, this, and this. And, yeah, yeah, and other exactly. people are like, dude, what are you talking about? You did awesome. And, like, I forgot to say this because they don't know what we forgot to do or say. Exactly. So that's, like, our own afterwards, like, a little beating. But it makes us better. It does. And one thing that I have noticed is that the more time I've and it's all trade-off, you know, things you want to do in life, the energy you want to put into whatever it is. Yeah. You only have a certain amount of energy per each day that you can pour mm-hmm. into something or into different things. And so I've progressively spent more time in this relationship, uh, and it's been a trade-off. I've had less time, and I've been taking a writing classes because I just nice. want to get a lot better at that. But... And um, I've progressively had less and less time for mm-hmm. stand-up comedy. I've made it out to the mics less, you know. Mm-hmm. I've committed to at least trying to be out there at least once a week, but I'd really like to be out there more. It's just yeah. difficult to do things as well as you want to do them when you're trying to uh, split up your time so much. Yeah, but you're bettering for the long run, the comedy. I mean, you're still keeping the tool sharp, and you know, but you're doing writing classes and stuff, which is later going to... Exactly. Back into that's what I'm hoping. Um, that's so it's it's kind of a trade off of your time, yeah. and and it's one of those things where if you're a comic and if you want to get really good at your art, and you want to delve into this, you could argue that having a relationship is not the best thing to do at the time. It's hard. And uh, I've talked about this with other comics uh, who they were in a relationship when they got into comedy, and all of a sudden they had less and less time. But they're like, this is really important to them. Mm-hmm. And I think as a comic, there's a, a, a you're in a in your prime at, at a certain point to where you can probably put out for the most gigs that you can put out. You're younger, you know, kind of you're in your prime. Yeah, and like the two year in market. Yeah, exactly. You could still play rooms with twenty year olds and get mm-hmm. have a really great laughs, and you could probably play rooms with older people and and still be funny. You know, so you're that's time. that's kind of like a, a good prime yeah. area to be in. And there's a few other comics in Albuquerque who are kind of at the same point that are pushing really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you want to make the most of that time 
and you want to pour all of your energy into that, it's hard to have a relationship and be committed to that person the way most people, you know, require right. you to be. And that's what I like. I think until I'm more stable in my own life and with like comedy and things, that's when I would look for a relationship. But I'm also not like super the relationshipy type. Yeah. Which is even as a kid, I was like, I don't think I'll ever get married or have kids. And like the intuitive whatever. And now, not in a sad way, but now I'm like, shouldn't have kids. Getting those tubes tied <laughs> for medical reasons, whatever. But I'm like, cool. That gives me even more of a, because at 35, like the biological clock is supposed to oh, be yeah. ticking. That's what I and hear. now knowing that that is not an option. I mean, they could harvest my le- eggs later. But knowing that's not an option even made me push harder into comedy. Be like, okay. This box is like no longer checkable, so that's one less. Thing. That's a good thing. This box, oh, this box you can't fill it, but you can fill it. Uh, it's not with a baby. Um, <laughs> all right, and that's what I'm getting my tubes tied. Um, <laughs> no, baby. But that has pushed me farther into it. And then, like, the dating thing, I'm like, because mm, I want to go on the road and do more things like that, and that's harder to do. And then being a female comedian. I feel like guys, it makes them like cute or like some girls would be like, oh, he's so funny. He's so cute. And the guys like, it's, I don't know, they <laughs> turn off. I mean, maybe it's the subject matter I'm talking about. They're like, this girl, I don't know. Or guys get like intimidated because you're funnier than them or something. And oh, like, yeah. I just love comedy. So doing that, oh, what else is I going to say? Oh, and talking about the schooling stuff. I just found out that like through, because I do Uber Eats. And it got um, Postmates, which I used to do, got taken over by Uber Eats. Okay. That makes sense. So they yeah. still keep all my deliveries from there and put it into this, which counts towards being like a gold star or something, something on Uber Eats. And they give you all these fucking like benefits, even free college Ooh, hey. through ASU online. That's cool. So I'm thinking of, because I just maintain it all the time, These you just have to do like 40 deliveries a month to maintain it or something oh, once you're that cool, level. Dude. So when I was talking to my sister, I was like, I just want to take a class here and there, like writing do it. or do like it, business man. and marketing or something yeah. just to like get better at this. Yeah. Like that's my like, in the next couple of months, I'm going to be signing up for some like online school shit. Fuck and yeah, like, yeah, we be right. Oh. No matter what. <laughs> Let's do that. Oh, no. Why do we suck? Yeah, we, we did All it. Right. <laughs> like three times. <laughs> we have rhythm. <laughs> it's because we didn't do this. <laughs> Oh, it's the first time. That's, Blam, that's and then what it blow is. it up, yeah. and then. <laughs> you guys, remember that? <laughs> What's your favorite patty cake rhyme? Um, or your favorite jump rope rhyme? I don't remember those. There's something about like monkeys on the bed. What about Miss Mary oh, Mac, 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 all dressed in black, black? <laughs> there was one about putting a baby in a bathtub and like filling it up with water. Oh, yeah. There was something really, like, all these are really sad songs. It's like, gotta drown the baby or something. What about? Even like Ring Around the Rosie was like all about like, oh, yeah. the plague or shit. Well, uh, it's raining, it's pouring. Didn't bode well for the old man who was snoring. He bumped oh. his head, went to bed and didn't wake up in the morning. Dang. Yeah, now he's dead. you remember all this? Good job. <laughs> what about uh, the most, uh, the I think the most beloved uh, rhyme of all is King Kong went to Hong Kong to play ping pong with his ding dong. That's I don't one know of that the... one. <laughs> <laughs> this gentleman. Uh, <laughs> from elementary school. Fucking, fucking hilarious. Right That's like y'all's age stuff. I don't know these ones. That was even worse than ours. <laughs> Mom, tell you you're yeah. old. I'm getting older by the day. Oh yeah. What's um what's something that happened recently that made you feel a little bit older? Hmm. 
everything. <laughs> I don't know. Even, um, it's always music with me. I was going to ah. say music on the radio. They're like classics and stuff. I'm like, I was like a full grown ass adult. Oh, I know. Um, coming up this weekend. <laughs> Never forget nine uh, elevens on Saturday. Oh yeah, huh. and uh, that I was already like dr- I was driving myself to school when I heard about this and thinking about people like some of the comedians I hang out with. They were like four. I was fifteen, okay. and they they were like all oh, four and five. I mean, you guys are like older and more of adult, but I was like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. you guys are th- yeah. We're being invaded. I know oh, my shit. my mom was like, you might have to come home because they were saying Almagordo, where I went to high school, was gonna be like in the top ten because we had the oh, yeah. stealth fighters, and New Mexico in general was gonna be like the first to be bombed because of nuclear shit and whatever. Yeah. So, well, yeah, my mom was like, we're going to Canada. I'm like, mom, you're from Mexico. Let's just go to Mexico. She's like, nope, Canada. So you were driving yourself to school and yeah, and I heard it because I was like running late as I usually was, so I didn't like listen to news or nothing my mom had already left to work and didn't they send you guys driving. home uh yeah after like second period they sent us home especially all the base kids like they immediately sent them back to the base which oh, i don't know God. why if that's where they were gonna bomb with the stealth or whatever yeah. go home and get murdered children um <laughs> there's a national security situation the military children are gathered up first yep. and- yeah, they walked down the base. Right? I was a Navy brat, so we were always told oh, that like, any right. moment you're going to be pulled out if something happens. What, what happened? What do you remember when where you were? Yeah, where you? Oh were. yeah, I was a uh, uh, pretty big time into drug dealing at that point. Mm. Oh nice. And was more worried. I was more worried about the borders being shut down oh, yeah. because I wasn't going to get my my shit. Oh dude, uh, swag and uh, no, this was BC. Bullshit, Bootsy Bud, you know, all the, the good shit back yeah. in the 2000s was coming down. Oh, yeah, dude. It was hard. It was hard to get stuff across the border for for a long time after yeah, I, was, I, was, I must have held on to 10 pounds for <laughs> fucking at least six months, just <laughs> siphoning Ten it off. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was, it's interesting that you bring that up because that, that was another one of the... Uh, and then for a while, they had this bullshit commercial that was like, if you buy drugs, you support the Taliban. <laughs> oh, and my now gosh, look, now look, the dude, Taliban's running Afghanistan. I know. Dude, that's crazy. And that, too, made me feel old of, like, knowing what the Taliban was back then. And then now it's like, oh, fuck, like... Yeah. This They're is like back in a whole adult. Yeah, there was some, like, lady on NPR who was, like, right now, she, like, runs some, like, ladies, women's, like, college school sort of, like, thing. And she's, like, right now they're, like, fine with us and doing our whatever. And, like, don't you think that they're just going to come in whatever because you guys are teaching, like, women's lib and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So she's, like, we're trying to stay on their bus side and this and that. I saw a video wild. of them grabbing little girls out of houses marriage like young, oh young oh girls, yeah so. get all, round up their virgins like fuck, exactly like that's 11, crazy years old you know something. unless they're jerry so lee lewis sad. and they play the piano i'm not okay with that <laughs> <laughs> and they're his cousin unless they're robert plant and- <laughs> robert plant or, or yeah, like steven tyler <laughs> he fucking is 13 dated some Dude. chick that was 13 yep. yeah. it's creepy to me too that he put Liv tyler in one of his like sexiest videos like oh, yeah. let me have my daughter, daughter be stripping and like be a really hot during me playing guitar and like I don't know Sarah Silverstein was in it I think that video was that oh Alicia, uh, Alicia, Alicia Silverstone, Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a clueless chick I would put her up as a classic I, I just watched oh yeah the three arrow Aerosmith videos from that era which was uh, amazing uh, crazy. crazy and crying yeah 
<laughs> do you, they, they those were all like a story, weren't they? Uh, no, but I remember. Yeah, they rolled up on. Yeah, I remember the the '80s music videos because we weren't allowed to watch too much like TV like in our house. Oh. No video games. They weren't like that strict, but we were in national parks. They're like, go outside and fucking play. But we oh, were yeah, able to watch cool. music videos like MTV. We could watch all day or whatever VH1. They were fine with music. I'm like, do you see all the shit in these music videos, <laughs> mom and dad? But you won't <laughs> let me watch Simpsons. Like, what's, what's your favorite <laughs> classic music video? Mm. Do you have one from like when you were younger that you used to watch and be like, that's fucking oh, cool? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Smooth Criminal. Oh, yeah. Um, Alien Ant Farm? No. <laughs> oh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, just because he like did the leany thing and they had the cool like mobster shit. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Not that I love him now. I'm on the fence about him, but me and my sister would wake up like every Saturday and watch this VHS early in the morning. That was all the shit we'd record of Michael Jackson throughout oh, the week. That's cool. It'd be like 5 a.m. We like have this like morning thing. And our parents would wake up and be like Michael Jackson again. We're like, yeah. Um, but <laughs> what, did you have a favorite? Huh? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. Now just, I feel like mm, just getting out. I, I think you the jury's a, still out. That's what I'm saying. I'm on the fence. <laughs> was the? Um, did you see uh, Escaping Neverland or whatever yeah, it was called? Yeah. I mean, if that shit's true, that was bullshit. I have, Michael, did, Michael did not fucking molest no kids. I don't. He's the so. king. Leave him alone. But what about the staring at the anus? <laughs> that this. seemed like such a powerful shit. testimony. Oh, oh, we find Marco Morales. Money. The whole thing, and now that he's dead, who knows? And the family is making money off of it. I don't know. People are capitalizing on like murder and um, pedophilia now. It's oh, like, yeah. That's all that people watch. I'm like, is this wrong? Are we capitalizing on these people dying? Yeah, here I go again. It's my friend Marco, a comedian. Shout out to Marco Morales in El Paso. Oh, dude, get me on a show. He said, when you come back to EP, I'll be down there. Actually, I might be down there like next month. Um, anyway. I, heard I know. You, I, heard I you went had down, a good there. Time down there. Yeah, it was so much fun. Met a bunch of the comedians. They're all super nice. Trying to get some some of them some shows up here too. And oh, cool. Link them up with people here. That would be great. Um, kind of get the Southwest scene sort of linked together. Who knows? I just That'd like talking cool. to comedians. Um, wait, what was your classic music video? Uh, I don't know if it was my favorite, but probably the I saw it recently. One of the most uh, memorable ones was uh, Billy Joel's uh, "Stupid We Didn't Start the Fire." We didn't oh, start yeah. the fire. That was that area. That was that era. And it has like, it's an interesting video because it has like a progression of different eras. Like this couple gets married in the 50s and then in the 60s, the dad, the mom has a headache because someone's playing violin. (laughs) And then in the, in the 70s, the the girl burns her bra and the guy burns his draft (laughs) card. And then in the 80s, the the dad's old and he dies. It's the whole story. uh, It's like about a boy, but a music video. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Not about a boy. Was that chat boyhood? Uh, wait, who was that? Boyhood, that movie that was like filmed over like 15 years. Oh, yeah. With, uh, uh-huh. Kevin Bacon. Um, was that good? I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, I haven't made it. <laughs> I'll just say it's like the like music video. <laughs> 2 took 14 years to make. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. It was good, still good. It? It, was it was good. good. It was a good second one. Yeah, she's still got those hips and that ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that actress. I'm trying to think of her name. Um, um, she's... Yeah, she touched that. The only complaint I had was name? they all sounded they were old. Nurse, talk, talk, <laughs> they all sounded old. Yeah, the, the chick sounded Holly. so old. Holly who? Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. No. Is that her name? Holly. Holly. No. There's a bunch of the ladies that sort of look alike. Holly and Hunter. Like yeah, it's okay. it's Holly Hunter. That lady. And she was also in oh uh, um oh brother where art thou? Was she there? She was uh, George Clooney's wife. I've only watched that one oh, once. Wow. Yeah. 
It was, I've only seen that once a long time ago because my sister wouldn't stop singing the song, so I was annoyed with it before I even saw it. So yeah. it was out of like almost like defiance. Yeah. And then finally, the trailer not a fan solid. of uh... no it's good it's a great song <laughs> somebody did at karaoke recently but it like i don't know did they people do a good get, job i'm bad at like liking people the things that everybody likes oh, like, me this too, defiance where i'm like don't make me like academy award winning thing just kidding what's the, watch, whatever. the most recent music video you've seen like a new one new artist that you saw and you're like whoa that's cool I don't. <laughs> I love yeah, yeah. I don't watch many re music videos. I guess I was watching with my sister some music videos the other day. Uh, oh, they were showing her this British rapper H. This okay. is like little white kid who looks like he's like this nerdy white kid, and he's a badass British rapper. Uh, um, but it's spelled A I T C H, like H. Oh. Okay. Um, so that was a cool one because he was just like flowing and going off. But I don't know. What's your? Do you watch a lot of music videos now? I'm more just like uh, listen to them. There's. I used to watch for a while during the pandemic. I was watching. There's a couple of MTV channels that actually play music, and one oh, of them okay. is. Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to think of what of what's what MTV channel it is, but they play um, just new stuff all the time, and so I saw a lot of newer videos last year. Uh, I'm trying to think of the most memorable one because there were a, a few at a time, you know, that came out during the pandemic. Do you keep up with a lot of new music, or I try to. Um, or is it bands that you've listened to that are still making? You know, I. I, I try and keep up with newer music just to see. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm still a fan of rap, so if something yeah. new comes out, you know, I'll check that mm -hmm. out. Um, Who are some of your favorite rappers, like then and now? I'm oh, I mean, probably favorite of all times, Tupac. But ah. uh, I've listened to like everything ever by him. So, you know, after you you've done that for so long, you like try and find other people and yeah. like, dive into their music. Mm -hmm. So of course Eminem and mm -hmm. you know some stuff back in the '80s like N.W.A. and mm -hmm. you know, some older school rappers. But for the I most like part, it. like what I'm listening to now is just like random playlist stuff. So like stuff from different genres. It could be like in my playlist, there's uh, there's some classical music, there's some Mozart, mm -hmm. some Dvorak, some. Uh, then there's some like techno, like Bosky or, you know, uh, he's cool, isn't stuff he? like, um, I don't know, Canned Heat from back in the 60s. So <laughs> it's just a bunch of stuff. I yeah, Canned Can Heat. Heat. Like, yeah, Canned Heat is awesome. I didn't know this. I just knew about the two songs they had. Uh, one of them was uh, On the Road Again. And then the other one was, um, oh, gosh, uh, something like that. But they have like two really good albums and i'm like holy shit these guys are amazing um that's it no no are they good check them out i i, I oh the baby that was my <laughs> me and tyler on here were talking about the baby and i was just, it's i kept calling him little baby <laughs> well interestingly enough he used to be called baby jesus but he felt that that was too distracting so it was that's he hilarious the baby the baby and the baby had don't a kick the baby kick the baby yeah, don't, kick, don't shake him whatever <laughs> you do yeah. uh and um he had this video with uh camilla cabella oh yeah they have a song together now too huh yeah they're camilla cabello 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 which one is it? Whatever. Yeah, man, Sean, at this point, they're just making fucking Sean Mendes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's. Yeah. 
The baby wasn't he on like some Doja Cat song or no Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa. Apparently she's racist. I don't know. No. Apparently well, he's homophobic. No. Oh, he, like, well, has he all said these some home- stuff at his concert that maybe isn't medically accurate. Man, I listened to that <laughs> yes, dude. I it wasn't hear, bad. I didn't hear nothing bad. I always get it. <laughs> the baby. Like, yeah, the when he yeah. started mouthing off and then they canceled his ass. I didn't well, hear nothing bad about it. That's what he was saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Well, didn't he say that he welcomed him, welcomed you there? If you weren't uh, a certain something who oh. was per- per- performing a certain act where yeah. you would contract a disease right. and die within three weeks, I guess. Is that, is was, that what he said? Specific. Could have been talking about COVID. <laughs> yeah. It's a virus. He said, make sure you take your ivermectin before you have your sex. <laughs> How Joe Rogan did. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's all better now, I guess, dude. Uh, he's an interesting one because uh, I was a huge fan, still a huge fan to a certain extent. I just watched him with Tommy, Bu- or Tommy, uh, Tom Segura. And oh, yeah. And he actually talked about, like, I was not taking... Ivermectin. I was not yeah. taking ivermectin. I was taking stuff like malaria medicine. Well, he's on CNN's the one that fucking spouted saying I'm taking horse shit, horse medicine. Well, isn't yeah. we, we watched Alex Jones uh, for our podcast? Guy. We watched Alex Jones, who that day had taken ivermectin. Like he took it on his podcast. I think that's what he said. That's what it was. And you and he he is awesome. Uh, and he went on his rant, which we all love, for a good few minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he, I think he brought up Joe Rogan. So I wonder if maybe that's why CNN was like, Joe Rogan's doing ivermectin. Well, he um, he's a very like uh, Jones is a very outspoken person. Yeah. But a lot of the shit that he's brought up in the past is actually true. Yeah. <laughs> he was the first one to really bring up Epstein, right? Yeah. He really rubs people the wrong way. But some of the shit, if you can get through the rant, you hear it. I'm like, all right, this guy has some valid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the voice. And it's just like how like how we deliver certain things on stage. Of like, depending how you deliver it, it's going <laughs> to. Yeah. Depending how you deliver some information, yeah. it, like is everything <laughs> like delivery. And that guy just doesn't have the best delivery sometimes. Yeah. I'm not backing him. He's wild. Whatever. I'm usually like devil's advocate on everything anyway. Yeah. I, People well, hate me for that, but I'm no like, one, I don't know anything. It's, it's funny today that their pe- body, their choice. People Sorry. try and put people into an absolute category oh this guy's yes. an asshole he's a bad person he, he's, yes. a, he's the shit because he served in the army or, and we you know, only see best. like a tiny portion of these people too people are most of the time they're not all the way good or all the way bad they're they're people most mm-hmm. of us try and walk that line of doing unto others as you would have yes. done unto you but we all fail here and there because we're human. Yes, we are not infallible, and there's so much gray area, and people want things to be in like black or white. And yeah. It's like, no, there's not that. Even on these serial killer podcasts, and I love psychology, is like, even when we talk about serial killers or mental illness or anything with thing, drugs, drug addiction, like everybody has their own relationship with any substance or whatever. So by saying, oh, they're this kind of drug addict does not mean that they have the same experience as somebody else who is like in that category. Like you can't pathologize everything to an absolute because we are all so different and like ever changing, I guess, which is cool. Um, we got Marco, let's see. Oh, Nathan Todd asked John about his Air Monarch <laughs> dad shoes. Oh, is he wearing? I like your no, shoes. These I want to run in these. These are some Nike running shoes, but Nathan Todd. Nathan's oh, awesome. Shout out to him. Nathan Todd, uh, one of the uh, very uh, fine comics here in Albuquerque. He is referring to my dad basketball shoes. I have some Air Monarchs, and these things are pretty big. They're like <laughs> 90s basketball shoes that you can still Air find. Monarchs, yes. And I didn't know they were dad shoes until uh, Nathan Todd pointed them out to me. And then I looked at 
magazines and stuff, and sure enough, they were dad shoes. But uh, they're comfortable for my feet. That's all that matters. Comfort is everything at a certain age. And I will also say that I don't know any other 43-year-olds that still run the cement basketball court at 90 95 Dude, degree weather so i saw you you run a lot and i think you live if i'm not wrong you live up near trans mountain somewhere yeah. up there because i did a delivery once and i didn't know you this well before co like during COVID, i did a delivery and saw you running oh really and i was like i would stop if i knew him better but i like at that point i was like oh no i won't stop and scare him but i saw you up there i was like man and it was warm it was oh, like was summertime it? i was like he is going oh nathan yeah. todd speaking of dad shoes okay we're about to wrap this up because they have to go so oh yeah yeah but my Nathan Todd actually knows my dad really well. Really? Yeah. He's like, I didn't mean to be creepy, but I know your your dad. I'm like, <laughs> they, yeah, because my dad used to work at Petroglyphs, um, cough drop, shout out to him. And uh, Nathan would, he did some sort of something for the city planning. Oh, yeah. So anytime they have to do trail, whatever, they have to talk to the city and the tribes. And my dad and him would go on like 10 mile hikes together and just talk about life. Oh, they went cool. on like multiple hikes. I'm like, you know my dad better than I do. Um, <laughs> And and quick shout out to uh, Marco Morales yes, who uh, says that uh, here I go again by <laughs> White Snake, one of the classic videos. In fact, uh, was it Tawny Katian? Did she recently pass? Yes, she recently she did. Passed. You're right. Yeah, I was yeah. just reading about that. She was hot as a kid. I was like, hmm. she was a music video chick. Um, shout out to her. So we do have to wrap this up. I could talk to you for a lot longer. You're oh, gonna dude, have to come back. Fun. That That's... hour flew by. Um, That's how you know it was a good podcast right? because Ooh, you're I... like, oh wow, it's already over. I don't even know if we got to the meet but we talked about some fun shit. Um, things to plug. Like, do you have... um, let's see here. So I'm going to be hosting the. The Dirty Show for the Albuquerque uh, Comedy Festival. Oh. Uh, the Funny Fest. The Funny Fest. So, yes. Yeah, so that should be the cool. Dirty that, show. That's October okay. 22nd, I believe. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure who else is on that, but that, that sounds like it's going to be a good time. Sometimes. And then uh, in November, uh, I'm not sure anyone would, is going to be out there, but uh, in, right. in Tucumcari, I believe we're going to have a gig at the convention center so Fuck yeah. uh, that should be fun Tucumcari or Amarillo I guess I should probably check because they're not <laughs> so the same, same. place uh, it's all like that way near Texas yeah oh and then Texas. of course potential problems potential podcast problems you know podcast. you can find any almost almost any comedian it's especially true. Troy Wilson on there. We did an episode with did him really? at one point. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Uh, it's a fun podcast. I watched a lot of them. Yeah, um, and it was fun. He brought some whiskey. We got all we got all ripped. I didn't watch that one. <laughs> he, he got really Very ripped, good. and so did we. It was it was fun. Shout out to Troy. He does have a show right now. Oh yeah, starting that's at Rebel. him and Steph. Steph and somebody I think from out of town. Um, uh, Jibsod from so... El Paso. Jibsod. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Did I know him? Anyway, Marco might know him. But uh, he's here. Uh, okay, I think that's also whatever is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carla Vasquez, comedy.com for all my dates. I'm doing a show this weekend in Santa Fe. I have more dates at the end of the month. Cities of Gold, Canteen. Yay. Look up the website, CarlaVThinksOutloud.com as well. See all the videos, the YouTube. We'll be here next week. So next week we have uh, Cooking with Homeboy. Look him up. His name's Toons. He does like the weed market festivals and things. Oh, uh, cool. We'll have him next week. It will be a pre-recorded because like a schedules and things. Um, but we're going to him, so it'll be a remote interview. But will be shot live at 6 p.m. next Wednesday, even if it's not live. And I will be like commenting with you guys because that's always fun when it's not a live cool. one um yeah i guess that's all the thanks again man appreciate it it was a lot of fun thanks, thanks for guys. being here and it was last minute i really appreciate oh, you you're great. the best john yeah, um yeah support local comedy support podcasters all that jazz see you guys next week i'm carla Vasquez. he is john Cuellar. yeah bye. thank you thanks larry <laughs> thanks patty
Woo. Mm -hmm. That was fun, man.